and welcome back to another edition of the Trail Manners Podcast. This is single track session number 127. I'm your host, Eric Manning, and we are just going to jump into it. So I've got a few emails, and I just want to say thank you because it was basic. It was based on last week's single track session number 126. We had a guest co-host of Preston Wood. Now, i got to tip my hat first to Preston because he definitely came locked and loaded and ready and had some great stuff to talk about. And it was fun to bounce stuff off of somebody again. But I really appreciate the comments. There's a lot of people that said, oh, was, you know, Preston did a great job. It was great hearing you. Is this going to happen moving forward? And yes, I will have guest co-hosts moving forward, whether it's single track session, which we'll most likely see, or if it's a, a regular podcast on Tuesdays, which I know we missed again, and I apologize. Um, but we will be back, so don't worry about that. Um, Yes, we will. Preston absolutely did a great job. It was fun to go back and listen to the show when I mixed it before I launched it, and uh, it worked out well. And uh, Preston obviously is a great guy, and he just came ready to roll. So, yes, there will be more co-hosts. So, and then I also got emails on doing yoga. Am I still doing yoga? Yes, I am still doing my in-house yoga, and still being judged by my dog, which is not super fun. We've had lengthy conversations about that, but uh, hopefully that will go away and I'll uh, get a little better too. So I've been uh, doing a few more classes and they're still, I'm still, uh, for the record, I'm extremely not flexible. I'm built more like a dump truck than I am a flexible individual, um, but I'm getting there. My uh, ankles and my feet didn't fall asleep on some poses I did this week, which is a good thing. Kept me dialed in. And then one of the questions I had is, do I have any plans on doing yoga in a a classroom session or a a class or whatever? The answer is not anytime soon, Um, especially after doing that by myself. Um, I found that uh, there is some Tourette's going on at times with some of the poses, as well as uh, tipping over a few times. And some some laughter, and I know my neighbors probably think um, there's some crazy stuff going on in uh, apartment 429. So, yeah, I think the the class thing is going to be put on hold for a little bit longer. But um, the good news is I'll, I'll continue to do that and continue to check in with my virtual training partner, who she's checked back in with me, and she's kicking butt too. Um, and so it's a lot of fun to kind of have somebody hold you accountable in a way. Um, for what you're doing, and I, I I need to step it up though a little bit more. So so that that just has to happen. Um, yeah, this past weekend I was down in beautiful, super cold and snowy St. George, Utah. So Southern Utah, for those that aren't aware, is kind of the place to get away from Northern Utah in the winter if you want to get out of the white stuff. So I went down there for a soccer tournament for my kids. Not my child, but the, the the young men that I coach, under 13-year-olds. And it was kind of my first, since I started coaching them in late October, first kind of like meaningful stuff game-wise. And so we go down there um, for a tournament. And don't get me started on the tournament. That's a, that's a long story, and this isn't going to be a soccer podcast. Maybe I should do one of those. But the tournament, it's a, it's a no-Sunday play because we're in Utah and surrounding areas, and so they don't play on Sundays on a lot of these tournaments. So this one, of course, wasn't. So you go down. We played two games on Saturday. We had Sunday off to sightsee and enjoy the cold weather. 
And then the, the idea was to play on Monday for the teams that advance. Well, my boys went down. We won our first game four to nothing, and uh, second game two to nothing. So that put us out of the six teams that put us ranked number one with the max amount of points, whatever. And so that slated us for um, the semifinals on Monday morning. Well, it snowed Sunday night. So about 1 a.m., I get an email from the tournament director saying, oh, we've uh, gone to our plan B because the fields are supposedly horrible and covered in snow, so we're going to do penalty shootout. So all these teams meet here for the semifinal, and it's a penalty shootout for the semis. Then you come back two hours later and do a penalty shootout for the final. Okay, first of all, that's a joke. And any soccer purist would tell you PKs are just not enjoyable anyway. I mean, I get that it's part of the game. I've done it my whole life, but this was just horrible. So my boys go down, they play their butts off, and they kick butt, take names, did everything right. And then, of course, the snow was uh, was all over the field, so they cleared this little patch off so they could kick PKs, and we lost. Right. So my kids were sad. They were upset. So apparently we lost the semifinal because of PKs. Um, and the f- team that won it, the our league or our, our bracket or our tournament for our age group. Actually, we beat them two to nothing. So, I don't know, just kind of silly. Felt bad for the boys, but I'm more disappointed in St. George um, for, for uh, treating us so poorly with the weather. I went down with my daughter. We weren't able to get in the pool, but we did eat, folks. We went to Viva Chicken, did a Mongolian grill, uh, took her to the Crapery, which is one of my favorite spots. And then when I was at the Crapery, we're sitting there, and someone comes up and says, Hey, are you Eric Manning? And that always gives me some hesitance, obviously. Um, but I was like, yeah. What well, was a listener of the show, Ryan Roberry. And so I've seen a lot of his posts. Um, he's been a follower for a while, especially through Facebook. Um, and he stopped by to say hi. He just came up, said hi, introduced himself. We talked for a little bit. So that was super cool for me. I enjoy meeting people that listen to the podcast. Um, so thanks, Ryan, for coming up and, and saying hello. That was really cool to finally meet you in person. But overall, I'm sorry, um, Southern Utah. I don't know when I'm coming back because I don't know if I brought the bad weather down, but I kind of came down to get away from it, and you let me down. Didn't really even get outside other than the tournaments. and uh, But I had, t- I had fun time with my daughter, and the boys played well, so I'm trying to take positives away from it. And then I come home, and it's just a snowy mess. It is a absolute snowy winter wonderland. February 20th, the groundhog lied. And we have gotten a lot more snow. So I don't know when we're going to start running on dirt again. So I'm really keeping an eye on my my training. It's at an all-time low just because I don't want to be outside. So we won't do any early season racing for this fella for sure. But uh, thank you. And uh, Turtle, uh, suck it, Southern Utah with the hashtag in front of that. Um, and I'd like to take a moment uh, to give a shout-out to one of our listeners, a uh, friend of the show, all-around great guy, Matt Lozanic. He uh, is recovering from a broken leg that he suffered trail running, and uh, I think he's back on the trails now. We just want to give you a shout-out and say a way to get back after it. Can't wait to see you at the bear, and uh, hope recovery's going well. Take it easy. Make sure you're 100% healed, but I know you'll do things the right way and get back out there and uh, kick some butt. So. Good luck, Matt, and uh, we're rooting for you. And that was uh, also from our good friend Chris. Um, he reminded us that you were getting back out on the trails now. So great job, and uh, good luck. And we also want to send a special, special shout-out to friend of the show, all-time great guy, race director extraordinaire, um, been on the show, James Varner. He was just named the course director for the Hard Rock 100. Again, that's just the course director. It's not the race director. 
Um, but he's going to be in charge of the course marking, trail maintenance, um, kind of all that good stuff. And he's, I don't know if you could pick a better person. Um, the guy loves this, loves the sport, loves the area. And, uh, he's just on it. So, I mean, it was a great choice for hard rock to name him as the new course director. And James, we wish you the best and know that you're going to kick some, some booty. And, uh, we'll hope to see you down there in July. Because yours truly does have his campsite at the Molas Lake Campground. That's right. And uh, so hopefully we'll be down there in July uh, just watching, hanging out, and uh, having a few beers. So congratulations. Now we'll just get kind of into the good stuff. Uh, we got a few races uh, to cover today. Uh, this won't be a real long show. Uh, there's not a ton, but uh, we start with the Black Canyon. We talked about that as it was a golden ticket race. And I think me and Preston threw out our picks for the race, and neither one of us picked the winner who literally just ran away with the race. Uh, Matt Daniels, he took off early, and uh, he won it in 7 hours, 20 minutes. So that punches his ticket to Western States. Um, second place was uh, Chris Mako. Um, he already has a golden ticket. He came in in 7.45, so 25 minutes behind and less, literally 20 seconds. There was a late, late thing there. Eric Sensman finished third, and he um, will jump into the, the golden ticket area since Mako decided or, or already has his ticket. So congratulations to Matt and Eric, um, another cowboy to the event, um, and a fast, fast race. And as we talked about, a little fun thing had going on last week. Sensman finished in 7:46, and Dakota Jones was 8:34. Um, it was good enough for seventh place, and there were some cool photos of both of them. I uh, just kind of enjoying the little thing they had going there, so um, and that looked like a lot of fun. So congratulations on the women's side. Casey Lichtig came away with the W in 8:38, uh, followed by who was second? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah Wang. She came in at 8:48. Um, so on the women's side, um, that was 10 minute difference. Um, so they. Are both going to the big one, and uh, overall, and third place for the women goes to Mallory Richard. Um, it looks like, and she came in uh, quite a bit after um, the uh, the front two uh, ladies there. But congratulations! I think she came in at like nine thirty something, so it was like an hour behind almost. So congratulations to everybody that punched their ticket to the big dance. The next golden ticket race is until the end of March which is the Georgia Death Race, 74 miles in, I'm guessing, Georgia, folks. So good luck to everybody that's towing the line for that one, and good luck to everybody um, that's going for that golden ticket. Um, but congratulations to the golden ticket. The, the, the field for Western is just getting deeper and deeper and stouter and stouter on both sides, uh, both men and women. And I think it's going to be, well, we, again, it's beating a dead horse at this point, but we're just going to start seeing... This, I think, more and more at Westerns and Hard Rocks, just the the competition level just increasing. And that's, you know, realistically with decent conditions, I think a lot of these course records are going to fall um, just because there's more and more people pushing the pace and pushing each other uh, to do a little bit more. So anyway, um, what's next up? So there was also a few other races. Um, I think one we'll talk about um is the Moab race, the Moab Red Hot, which has been around forever. And we want to give a shout-out to the race director, Chris Martinez, who is um, beating cancer. Um, Chris is such a great guy. He's been he's had this race for a long time, and I've been fortunate to meet Chris multiple times down there. And 
super stellar guy, done so much for the community, especially early on when a lot of these races, literally Moab was the first race of the year that everybody would go to. Um, but he's been uh, beating, and I say that with a capital beat, uh, beating cancer. So uh, keep it up, Chris. We're, we're all in your corner and keep doing what you're doing. Um, but on that one, uh, the Moab Red Hot, so the 55K fast race um, this year, 352 was the winner by Bobby Peavy, Sage Canaday. Um, was second, followed by Stephen Kirsch on the, the men's side. On the women's side, Sandy Nypaver, she walked away with a W. Um, Imogen Ainsworth and Sarah Bard um, came through there. And 33K, which is a super cool course, super fast, um, Anthony Costellis came in at 211, Jackson Brill 217, so six minutes apart. And then 20 seconds later was Josh Eberly. Um, on the men's side, on the women's side was Ashley Brasovan. I hope I'm getting that right, Ashley. And um, Maria Blair, followed by Abigail Levine. We're going with that. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. So that's the way it goes. Um, so those are a couple of fun races that happened this past weekend. There's also another race uh, we'll talk about. Um, it was the formidable 50K in Cool California. Um, Tim Tollefson, um, I think he, he came with a win, if I if I remember right. Um and that looked like, just seeing some pictures, that looked like a wet, crazy course. So, that was kind of the other women was Danny Moreno. And I think that's all we'll cover for races. I mean, there are plenty more. Um, the Coastal Challenge. Oh, there was the Jackpot Ultra Running Festival. Uh, our friend Mark Hammond came away with the win on that one. Uh, 13 hours and 5 minutes for that 100, for 100 mile distance. Um, but we want a, a special shout out to Dave Stevenson. He's a good friend of the show. Big follower of the show, and uh, one we sent out some mantras to that he said he kind of threw some of those out there, but he got his buckle. So congratulations, David, on that. Um, Hag Lake 50K, which is a race I always wanted to do up in Oregon. Um, that was this past weekend as well. So really next week is uh, the uh, Trans Grand Canary. Trans Grand Canaria. Golly, where am I at here? Um, oh, I'll tell you why in a minute. Uh, it's 128K, 80 miles, lots and lots. I'm only going to talk about the list on, on the start for this one. This men and women both is going to be super stout and super deep. So good luck to everybody that's uh, going to be down there. And I'll come back now. Um, no, I'll wait. I'll wait till the end of the show because there's a question that goes with it. So we'll just not get ahead of myself too much here. Um, also, um, in some other news, um, you know, sad moment, um, Juliet been Benedico and Tangevale died in ski mountaineering fall in France on Valentine's Day. Um, man, just hearts go out. I hate to see stuff like that, but hearts go out. And there's also a runner in California, I believe, that slipped trail running this past weekend on ice and, and unfortunately passed away. Folks, just uh, be careful out there. huh? Um, you never know. I mean, there's accidents. That's why they're called that. But, boy, we, we want to keep and hope everybody stays safe. So, Boy, stay safe, folks. Hate to hear hear and see stories about that um, that are going on. Um, but let's switch gears to uh, an interesting story. Um, this one is coming out from Runner's World. New Balance opens a pub where you can exchange your miles run for pints. And the pub's called The Runaway. And I guess uh, there's a little article on it. And I guess they've teamed up with Strava to do this exchange. Now listen to this. Now this is for, um, it's for people that are, um, Oh, focused around marathon training milestones for a spring marathon. 
Okay, so there's a Strava challenge for that. Um, you'll get this card, I guess, a virtual card, I'm guessing, and you can add to your wallet or your iPhone. Um, it will automatically fill the miles they've run, and you can exchange the miles for pints in a pub. So this pub is, I checked, because I thought, man, I'm going to run Spring Marathon now. But no, this is in uh, in London, so I'm out. I'm not, I'm not participating in this, but... Okay, so here it is. So the challenge, the first challenge, I'm just reading this from the website because it's interesting. And I come at this like thinking from what I see on Strava with a lot of our runners uh, on the trail side. I shouldn't say our runners, but, you know, ultra runners in general. Challenge one at the runway, run 40 miles for pints. So this is, can be redeemed in February 24th or March 3rd. So it says it's called a 50% badge. So I guess we get half your badge done. Um, you get two drinks for for each you and a friend and if you do your 100 percent badge you get three drinks for you and a friend that's 40 miles between i don't know I, i'm trying to figure it out but it basically looks like it's 40 miles between now and like february 24th i don't know if there's a time frame for it um you have to run 40 miles challenge two you can redeem it in March is 13 miles. So you have to run 13 miles, which is strange to me. 50% badge, two drinks for your friends, 100% badge, three times a drink. So the third challenge is run 60 miles for pints. And the same, um, what do you call it, uh, rewards, two and three drinks, depending on how much you do. And the fourth one they have is run a 10K for pints. And these have dates on them and stuff. Same thing. A 10K, you get you know, 100% of your badge, you get three drinks for you and a friend. I think there needs to be more information about this because how would that be for like the, the ultra runners that are training for, and I'll put the link on uh, the show notes, can check it out. But could you imagine training for a hundred mile race and you get, I don't know, say three beers, essentially three beers, right? Um, each for you and a friend. So six total beers for running 40 miles. That's pretty legit, dude. 40 miles, you get six beers. So it says you and a friend. So you could have a friend that doesn't run. You could be their hero. Hey, buddy, why don't you come to the, this uh, bar with me? I'll give you three free beers. Or just tell them, hey, I'll, I'll buy first three, you buy the second three. And you can kind of trick them into it. But you have 40 miles, and you get three beers. Wow. I would be a much better consistent runner if someone would come out with this especially if it was somewhere local like roosters or Slackwater, or somebody came up with this locally by me i would probably have my best running year ever and i know you're thinking oh it's for three beers but you're running anyway so yeah give me three to six or take a friend that doesn't drink and have your designated driver and you can just get all six that's that's where i'm headed that's where that's where i'm headed myself friday night I don't know, maybe five and one. Give them one, you know, just to, for being there and of their choice. And you can you can smack down five, five different flavors. But I don't know, pretty interesting. So I'm going to leave a post to the link there. And it kind of has not a ton of information, but it is a Strava challenge. And then I can get you get the information on your phone. You can read more about it. But it's pretty, pretty crazy, um, if you ask me. So anyway, congratulations, Doom Bounce. Hoka, Ultra, where are you at? Where are you at with this? And can you... Do something locally here, and I'll even uh, spearhead the the charge somehow. Just get in, get in touch with me. We'll figure it out. We'll get her done. So, all right. So we'll move on from that um, Strava group this week. Because here's an here's an idea. Chris Crash Pope. He was a Strava League, 149.9 miles this past week. 149.9 miles. That's a lot of beers right there. 
Runtime, our friend David Stevenson, 47 hours, 24 minutes. So that was the 48-hour race he did. And then climbing has is off. I'm giving it to Arturo Anaya, 27,434, because apparently Turtle Miller um, is on there, if you look at it from last week, um, all 556 members. Turtle Miller had 98,640 feet. And so I'm like, well, obviously I know that's not true because that's more vert than he did all of last year. But then you go look, and he did a, where is it? Here's, here's it is. Making my legs move again. He did 2.09 miles, and he gained 87,874 feet in 38 minutes. That's pretty stellar. So basically, he's looking at 40, almost 44,000 feet in a mile. Think about that. 44,000 feet of vert gain in a mile. And in... Basically, if you split it, 19 minutes. Turtle, you are hard rock ready, my friend. You just quit training right now. So, yeah, anyway, something, something's going on there with the uh, measurements on his something. I don't know. I don't know how that does that. I'm not a, I don't even care, to be honest with you. I don't dive into that type of stuff, but pretty, pretty crazy. Um, what else we got going on? We do have some uh, cool Woody footies. We have some a uh, couple Ask Trail Manners questions, and a little another shout out for some some help. So um, this will come into the show a little bit, but uh, I'm looking for help, folks. Patreon, 18 total supporters, 18. So I'd love to see if we can get more of you out there to help with our Patreon charge. Um, Patreon.com/backslash Trail Manners. So as little as two bucks a month, you can get in in on that. Um, sure would love the support. Um, like I said, we've got some things we want to do, but uh, would really love to see support on that. So 18 people out there, and you know who you are because we've announced you on the show. Thank you so much again for your support. Um, love to see more join that if possible. I know it's it's kind of an ask, and I, again, I hate to do it, but i got to do it. So if you find room in your heart and your pocketbook, I would love to uh, have you support the Trail Matters podcast through Patreon. Patreon.com backslash Trail Manners. That's with an S. How about some Woody Footy action? So Woody Footy had another solid week, and I love seeing more pictures without snow, even though snow is pretty. Don't get me wrong. It's uh, it, I need dirt now. I'm, it's time for some dirt, some trees, maybe some rain even, some fog. I'll take some sun at the end, right? Um, but uh, this week's winner goes to a friend of ours of the show, uh, Sarah Ohm. Bohemian Paradise, uh, U-N-E-S-C-O Geopark in the Czech Republic. And it is a rockin' photo. And you can see that, obviously, that's the photo we're going to use for the launch for this uh, single track session number 127. But it's a killer photo. There are so many more. I'm digging it. Let's keep them coming, stepping up the game. Uh, they look awesome. And we're still waiting on our hats. We're working with our friends over at the Sign Garage. And we're trying to dial in the logo for the new hat. And I just need get that done um with low funds it's a little difficult to get some some logos made but i'm working on that um we'll get some hats going thanks to friend of the show turtle miller right so he's our new guy caldwell banker in st george if you're looking to buy down in st george or you know somebody that wants to buy down there after this weekend that may not happen but moving forward right if someone you gotta look up turtle miller 
awesome guy, honest guy, which we all know is important in the business uh, at Caldwell Banker there in St. George. And we want to thank Turtle for sponsoring Woody Footies for this year, and we got those coming out. So thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it's huge. It's huge, huge, huge. And then we've got to talk about real quick our Oregon Trail Running Festival, May 3rd and 4th. Uh, still looking for a few sponsors. we still got to thank, uh, most most importantly, Solomon, Amersport Factory Outlet, Palisades Ultra Trail Series, Ogden Trails Network, Gear 30, our local mountain shop, and McKinsey Exhibit, again, uh, sponsoring the free Kids K. Uh, we might make some changes to that this year. It might be 10 bucks just to have a little more for the kids, and also we want to grow it, as well as last year we had people register that didn't show up. That kind of takes the fun out of it. We kind of capped it and sold out, and then some people didn't show. So it kind of gives a little skin in the game. So it's not just free, but you know we want everybody to be there. But we're still looking for some sponsors for that. We also have our expo going on that day if you're looking to set a booth up for it um, we'll have more information come out on the friday night over at solomon that we do um, but please uh, head on over register for the race if you're thinking about it just head over and register so we can get a better count of numbers we want to make this year big and uh, then on top of that we're just uh, looking for our food vendor for the year so if you know anybody that wants to do that um, that would be fantastic as well we got a few people online but we want to lock that in and get that going so again, thank you so much for all our sponsors, and uh, yeah, we're looking for a few more, and we hope to see you down, see you out there. Um, it's always a fun event. This will be our third official year of the event. The last couple of years have been solid with Anna Frost and Rick Gates coming. This year, we'll announce our our guests as soon as we get that dialed in with uh, our good friends over at Solomon and Amr Sports Factory Outlet. Um, all right, let's jump into a couple Ask Trail Manners questions and make it kind of an easier, quick week, or you know, give you guys a little more break. First question, I, you know what, this one's a great one by Brian. Um, it's kind of a comment question, and I would love participation on this being, uh, and I'll, I'll read it and you'll understand. So it said, the other week on Ask Trail Manners, a female runner uh, wanted to know what men are thinking when they come across a solo female runner on the trail. So not what they do, but what the men are thinking. In this situation, this person says, I'm focusing very much on helping them feel at ease because I assume they probably feel somewhat vulnerable or possibly uncomfortable um, when they're alone and a strange man on remote trails, and we all see the story, so I kind of feel that same way. Um, this individual says, I wave and do the weird purse lip smile and head nod, um, but this is the good part. Maybe, and this is, maybe we should flip the question and find out what the general feeling is of the women who run solo when they encounter men on the trails. That could help us understand how to operate better and make everyone's trail time more enjoyable. Thanks for the show, Brian. So this is for all you uh, ladies out there that run on the trail uh, most of the time by yourself when you see a guy. What, you know, what's the general feeling for you? Do you feel threatened? Do you feel you're waiting for something to happen or, or what's the what's the general feeling? And I know you know I don't get into the whole male female thing. That's that's down the road, but because uh, we still see it, you know, where people get attacked on the trails and 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 people fight people off and I, I hate to see it. But I think from my standpoint, I know what uh, Brian's trying to say and even the question we got asked a couple weeks ago for so for ladies if you want to me- email me, manners at trailmanners.com, we won't mention your name, but we could talk about it on the next podcast. Or if you just want to post on the Facebook page on Single Track Session 127, that would be great. But I would love to absolutely, Brian, thank you so much um, for asking that. But I would love to hear the same thing. You know, what? what's the general feeling when you encounter men on the trails, right? If you're running by yourself, even if you're not, there's a couple women or whatever. What's your general feeling and what could make things easier 
for everybody um, to operate and make things just more enjoyable. So thank you so much, Brian. And uh, I hope we get some input on this and some feedback because I would, I would personally love this as well. And I know I've, there, I know there's other people that like to hear that as well. So thanks, Brian. Our next question comes from Mark from Texas. Um, this is a longer one and it's pretty interesting. Um, well, howdy. This is a question based off a piece from last week's show. You mentioned the article about pairing beers with runs and races, but after much thought, it seems a little weird. I have never liked pilsners or stouts, so the fact that the article is written with so many types of beers makes me wonder this makes me wonder the same goes into beer choices as running gear. What do you and you is all caps like as a person? Some like zero drop shoes, some like max cushioning, some like vests, some like handhelds. Isn't it all soup isn't this isn't all this super person specific? I love the idea, but maybe it would be better article based on types of beer, such as IPAs for what race, porters for what race, stouts for what race, pilsners for what run, um Pellels for what distance. So I think and I'll keep going. What do I know though? I like IPAs. Speaking of, back in the early days you would do beers with the show. Any more of that on the schedule? Thanks for continuing the show. I'm a new convert and currently catching up quickly. That's why I mentioned the beer thing. All the best, Mark from Texas. Well, Mark, thank you. And thank you for being a new convert to the show. I don't know if you just found us or you didn't like us and then you liked us or whatever the deal is. But thank you so much for listening and thanks for sending the question in. And I'm exactly like you, right? I think there's always going to be articles and pieces on you know, best shoes, best vests, best beers, everything else. But it is person-specific, right? I mean, there are shoes I cannot wear, and there are shoes that I will never wear because they just don't fit or or whatever. Even if someone says, this is the greatest trail running shoe I've ever owned. I'm like, well, I've tried it on, and I can't wear it. So I, I'm with you. And I do like your idea of beer choices because there's so many out there. So you'd say, all right, what's the best IPA for a 50K? What's what's a way to follow that up? Like, what's a good, do you want something like more of a, a, a citrusy tropical? Do you want something with some uh, habanero, you know, something a little spicier? Do you want something a little duller on flavor? Are you looking for a double, um, depending on the distance? I like that idea. I really do. Um, I think it's really cool, but I think going back to the, the original article, I think it was just a fun piece. In fact, someone emailed me this week and says, yeah, you don't drink after a hot hot run, you don't drink a porter or a stout. And I, again, it's person specific, but I am exactly, exactly the same way. The hotter, the lighter for me. I can't have heavy beers when it's super hot, but right now with the weather, how it's so cold and, and just gloomy, I can drink whatever. So I think that's a really good point. Um, and I'm always looking for new beers. In fact, we've had people send us beers in the past. I'm a huge IPA fan and I will be as long as I hope I drink beer, he's crying because I always want to because it's so tasty. Um, but yeah, I'm an IPA guy. I have a beard. I wear flannel, you know, just like the whole moniker and the whole, uh, not the moniker, what's the what's word I'm looking for? Stereotype is. Um, but maybe I'm going to try and figure something out like that, like good IPAs. But there's so many beers out there. It is absolutely bonkers. Um, and the next part is... Um, you did beers with the show, and we did. We would have a different beer early, early on, so I can tell that you're a convert you're listening to early stuff. I'm going to try and bring that back a little bit. So for you, Mark, in Texas, right now, tonight, I am drinking one of my favorites. 
a from Green Flash Brewing. It is the West Coast IPA, and it is a tasty, tasty beer. And I've got about four or five other beers in the fridge right now, different flavors that I'll bring out um, on single track sessions and and talk about. Now when we do our ones at Roosters. I'm always I always got a, a brewski in hand, right? Um, and maybe I'll start the show. This is my beer. Um, of the week and talk about it a little bit because I think that's kind of fun. And I'm always looking for recommendations, so I'm kind of into a citrusy. I've never liked fruit in my beer, but IPAs with a little bit of citrus has been been, been killing it pretty good right for me right now. Uh, Mother Earth is probably my favorite going in right now with some Say Wins. Um, there's also from Latitude 33 some Mango Visa, which has mango and habanero in it. Super subtle, super good. Um, but yeah, so tonight I have. I'm going to take a drink right now. Ready? Here we go. Oh, man, that was good. That was two sips, actually. And I got some the foam on my mustache. I know you can't see me, but to picture it. Ready? Close your eyes. I have foam on my mustache and IP on my tongue, so that's pretty tasty. Uh, but, yeah, these are great questions, and uh, thanks for sending them in. Keep sending your Ask Trail Manners questions in because um, we sure love answering them. And uh, if you have any recommendations on some IPAs for me that I can maybe get my hands on, let me know because I'm all about trying some new stuff. Um, oh yeah, I, I just new bears get me excited if they're good. That's kind of the stage of life I'm in right now. That's what gets me excited. Um, yeah, so I think that's pretty much it for the week. Um, uh, been looking at my race schedule. Uh, I've been playing with that and I, I held off too long on the Stumptown 50k in Portland. They just filled today and I think about registering today. That's how it works. You wait too long. I can get on the wait list, but where it's a travel thing with airfare, um, all the business, I'm not sure if I'm going to do that. Bighorn, I know it's filling up. I think 50 miles the only thing left. I'm still kind of battling between Bighorn and Black Hills, 50 milers. So those are still out there. It's kind of turning to the point now where I've got to get more races on the schedule because I've got to get ready. I've been lazy, and I'll be the first one to tell you, between the changes with the show, a bunch of other stuff. I've been a little lazy with my working out, with my running. I've been focusing on soccer. But i got to get back into it because I'm headed down to do the Zion Traverse over Easter weekend. I'm super excited for that. Got some really good friends coming down, some people that live out of state that I get to see. So i got to be ready for that. Um, and, uh, yeah, i got to get get a little more svelte, right? That's the word we had last year. Get a little more svelte. But, uh, but I am super excited. I keep looking at airfare because I'll be going to Vermont. I think we've talked about that on the show. To the Groton Trail. Um, and I'm, gonna say, I'm probably going to do it wrong. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give them a plug. I'm going to give them a plug right now. The Groton Forest Trail Run, okay? It is Saturday, September 7th, 2019, all right? They've got a 26.5-miler and a 15-miler. This is in Groton, Vermont, and I hope I'm saying it right, G-R-O-T-O-N. I don't know the way to say it. Boulder Beach State Park. Folks, check this race out, please. If you're anywhere near the area, or maybe you're looking for a little destination race, because um, I'm going to sign up right now for the 26.5-miler. they got 11 people. For the 15, they got five. So we got to fill this sucker for our friends um, at the Groton Forest Trail Run. Check them out on Ultra Sign Up. I am 99.99, as many nines as you can keep going, percent sure I'm going to be doing the 26.5 miler. And I might be spending a significant amount of time in Vermont because I got to try the beers and and, uh, I got to meet some more people. Um, East Coasters, right? And also hit some killer trails. So check out that.
by race, please. Especially if you're back east in the Vermont area, no excuse. Saturday, September 7th, that's the Wasatch 100 weekend where I'm at. And like I said, I've given up, I passed up on some pacing options to go to Vermont. And I'm looking at airfare. It's just a long flight when I'm used to flying to like California and Seattle. So I got to get some headphones and maybe a book. But I think I have time because that's not till September. So anyway, check them out. Other than that, man, I, I uh, yeah, Tim Trail Marathon's coming up. I'm doing that in May. And then got Beaverhead on the list. I'm hoping to see some people out there, but I'm still looking for a few more races and get those lined up and, and dialed in. And I have some gear coming in. One tried to come today, but I uh, missed it. Had to be signed for uh, that I'm going to do a review on. Plus some stuff came in on Tuesday after the holiday weekend that I'll be doing some reviews on. So get ready for some videos. And I don't know if it's a good or bad thing because you're going to have to see my ugly mug in a video. I just got to set up my, my stage, right? Got to make it look sassy and cool um, so everybody likes it. But yeah, thanks for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for your support. Please tell a friend about the show. Let's spread the word. Let's keep growing. And, uh, boy, if, if you're so inclined, we sure would like your support on Patreon at patreon.com backslash trail manners. Every dollar helps, folks. Um, and lastly, I want to give a shout-out uh, to Joel. Miss you, buddy. And uh, I haven't seen you for a week or more. And hope all is well. Hope you're enjoying the powder. Thanks for everything. And, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another podcast. Thanks for listening. And uh, this is Eric Manning. I'm out.